not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we talked about the Michael Orr story yesterday, and we wanted to hear from the Tui family. Of course, Sean and Leanne Tui, the uh, the mom and dad who we all thought up until yesterday morning, Mojo, had been these loving parents to Michael Orr, but Michael Orr said, no, you guys took advantage of me. You got rich off of my story and you didn't give me a single darn penny. Well, today, Mojo, the Tui family is telling a very different story, courtesy of an absolutely powerful statement from a guy named Marty Singer, who is a big time attorney out here in LA, out here in Hollywood. He is now working for Sean and Leanne. Listen to what he has to say, Mojo, here. The Tuies opened their home to Mr. Orr, offered him structure, support, and most of all, unconditional love. They have consistently treated him like a son and one of their three children. His response was to threaten them, including saying that he would plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. So, Mojo, yesterday we hear Michael's side, and now you have the Tui saying that Michael Orr actually tried to shake them down for 15 million bucks. Of course, the Tui family, they did incredibly well. They had uh, um, like 200 restaurants, and they have tens and tens of millions of dollars. Crazy how much this thing has taken a turn, Mojo. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a statement back from the family or their attorney that would strongly refute everything that yeah. Michael Orr said. But this statement was even stronger than what I was yep. expecting. I mean, they pretty much shot down and said the exact opposite to everything Michael Orr has said. And shakedown is exactly the right way to describe this because reading between the lines of this situation it's essentially them saying that michael sees how much money the family is worth and he wants a big piece i mean a lot of times with these movies when you're talking about earning money off of royalties from movies it's not the glamorous lifestyle you would think it's not the massive paychecks you would expect actually in, in in Hollywood, very few actors and actresses make those million dollar salaries yep. for the movies. You have to be around dominating the game for a long time. Everybody else essentially gets peanuts. I myself mm -hmm. have been in a couple of movies in my day. And yes, you are. trust me, I could not retire after receiving <laughs> those, those checks for the roles that I was in. So I, I don't know what's happening um, maybe they're claiming that Michael now being retired is looking for that big payday that maybe he didn't get before, but they really, really went for the jugular about as much as Michael did uh, with this statement by the attorney. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, Mojo, because this was a story that if you would have on Sunday asked everybody about the blind side of Michael Lauren, the Tuies, you would have uh, been told by almost everybody that this was this incredibly beautiful story that these two people, they cared about this kid so much that they literally took him in and made him part of their family. And, and now to see uh, a day or so later that they are in absolute all out war with one another. I mean, it, it, 
sucks, for lack of a better word to describe it. Um, you didn't. Nobody wanted it to end like this, but it it has really taken a a turn for the worse. And, and now you wonder what's going to happen from here, or seems to indicate that there is going to be some sort of lawsuit. Clearly, the Tuies feel like they are the ones in the right here and that Michael Lohr is actually the one who, for some reason, has tried to uh, to get all of this money out of him. So it's it's not over yet. We've heard both sides of the story. Stay tuned. A uh, lot left to play out here. Breaks that one to center. D.R. Meadows hardly has to move. In fact, he backflips and makes the catch. Stupendous play from the doctor. That is what you typically see for the trick play for the doctor there in center field. And D.R. Meadows timing that ball up perfectly and making a beautiful backflip catch. Mojo, move over Willie Mays. That was an absolutely... It was a bananas catch, uh, courtesy <laughs> of D.R. Meadows, the center fielder for the most fun team in all of baseball, Mojo. No, they're not a Major League Baseball team, but they are the Savannah Bananas. Uh, we've talked about them before on the show because they are known for doing these really crazy, these really fun different antics on the baseball field. And this uh, was no exception. This was uh, last night. They are on uh, what they're calling a world tour. They're playing in Hartford, Connecticut, playing uh, the Party Animals. Love that name. Uh, and yeah. uh, they had uh, D.R. Meadows, who absolutely nails the backflip and also catches the ball, makes the out. And I don't know, Bojo, I think that was probably one of the best catches that I've ever seen. Absolutely, Babcock. Definitely one of the greatest catches anyone has made in any sport anywhere. <laughs> that was absurd. Of course, a high-risk scenario. Not sure yeah. he needed to perform the backflip in order to catch <laughs> that ball. So no, totally unnecessary. Else. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> I'm not sure if the risk outweighs the reward. Maybe not. I don't know. The reward was really cool. So maybe it was worth a, a potential blown ball. But I keep watching this. So it looks like he was already starting to tuck the backflip when the ball touched the yeah. glove. I mean, this is just incredible. I mean, did they they clearly practice this? I mean, must. I want to know what practice looks like with the Savannah Bananas because they are the most fun baseball team, period. Period. Oh, yeah. At any level, Mojo. I don't think anyone would. No, I, I, you're 100% correct. We've seen, and I think we've do, done this on the show, but we watched, uh, <laughs> you got to love a good old towel to the butt. I mean, who, who doesn't love that? We've seen them go to the plate with a bat on fire. Remember that? Yeah, an actual bat on fire. We have seen the entire infield break out and dance before the pitcher pitches the ball there. You've got an actual caddy who has taken the guy's bat out. We've seen uh, the entire team run out and make sure a player who was hit with a pitch was okay. I mean, these guys just have so much fun. And I think, Mojo, to have the coordination to, uh, to get in the right position and to actually, yes, catch the ball, but also making sure that you complete the backflip, I, I think that was incredible. And I don't know if there's anybody else in the world that could do that. Just incredible, remarkable, and D.R. Meadows. D.R. Meadows. Babcock, we got to get to a game, brother. It's that simple. Let's go. Done. Unfortunately, the Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fight, it ain't happening, at least not now. But, Mojo, that doesn't mean that 
Mark Zuckerberg is not going to take a fight, a UFC fight, because all the signs point to that actually being the case. Of course, there is Mark Zuckerberg, who has been training very hard, including with some of the best fighters in the world, uh, Israel Adesanya, the 185-pound champion, and the 145-pound champion, and Alex Volkanowski. Mojo, so we have talked to people, including to the UFC president, Dana White. Now, here, listen to what Dana told us about Zuckerberg, and then you tell me, Mojo, if you think that, uh, that this means that Zuck is actually going to fight. Dana White, quote, I've said since day one, Mark is a very serious guy. He loves the sport and is training hard. I believe he is serious about fighting in the UFC. Mojo, again, and we've talked to other people who have said, yeah, this is what Mark wants to do. But the quote right there from Dana White alone, I think that spells it out. This guy wants to fight and is likely going to fight against a real deal UFC fighter at some point in the near future. Okay, before I talk about Zuck fighting an actual trained UFC fighter, <laughs> yes, Zuck is training very hard. It's yeah. clear he has a lot of respect for the sport. He's taking it very seriously. He's been training with some of the best names in the fight game ever. On Dana White's side, yes, you want Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg. That is the fight everyone wants to see because it's two guys who have feuding companies that are both billionaires that are both untrained, and it would actually make for an exciting and interesting fight. That's why you want those two guys. Now, if you're Dana White, would you take just one if you can't have both? Obviously, absolutely. The answer is yes. A billionaire that owns one of your metrics for success for your entire company, <laughs> that is a no-brainer to bring him in. That being said, for the general public, for everyone else, for Zuckerberg specifically, him fighting a trained UFC fighter who has been doing this for a long time? Ah, Babcock, I don't know about that. I mean, this is way different than Jake Paul, who is a trained boxer mm -hmm. fighting UFC fighters that are not trained boxers. Right. You know, that is a more interesting fight than this. I don't see any world where Zuckerberg could even hold his own against a UFC fighter. We're not talking about an MMA fighter. We're talking about a guy that made it to the UFC that is one of the best fighters on the planet against a novice, a rookie, a largely untrained, inexperienced guy. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. I would gladly still pay to see this fight because it's Zuckerberg. But will it be competitive? Eh, not unless the fighter wants to carry him for a little bit. You know, Mojo, I think a lot of people have that same exact opinion. And I've seen it. I've looked on social media. And that's what a lot of people are saying, that Zuck has no chance against a trained MMA fighter. I don't know. Uh, I question really how the UFC fighters feel about this and do they support it or do they not? Uh, I don't know how they all feel. And there's like 500 fighters. I, I do know how Vicente Luque, who is one of the best fighters in the world, he's the 10th ranked UFC welterweight. He is a contender for that belt. He's beat Tyron Woodley, amongst other great fighters. We had an opportunity to speak with Vicente today, who just beat RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, by the way, last weekend. We asked him, hey, how do you feel about Zuck possibly taking a fight? Here's Vicente. I definitely think it's something that can happen. Uh, it does seem like he's really disciplined. He really, like, he's not trying just to hype 
you know, all this stuff. He's trying to work the right way, build himself little by little from the ground up. And I respect that a lot. I think that we, I think it had, it has to be a, a fight that makes sense. You know, I don't ever think that a guy that has no fight should ever, you know, start fighting against uh, somebody experienced just because it's really tough. It can happen. You know, a guy can go out there and get a win. I'm not saying that he can't, but you know, the probabilities are not that much. And if it goes wrong, it could even be bad. Like, you know, for, for if he wants to have more fights after that, you know, just fun. So I would say like maybe start him off, you know, with a guy that doesn't have more than three or four fights. And, and really, yeah, I, I think he can definitely like, if he's taking it seriously, if he, really sets off, you know, maybe eight weeks, a full training camp, all focus on that. I think he could go out there and, and do a pretty good job. This is the only way to go. I mean, do I think putting Zuck in there with any fighter on a UFC roster makes sense? Absolutely not. But if you took an MMA fighter who was also making his UFC debut that has little experience in the same weight class, yeah, I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. Anytime you can bring that many eyes to the sport, I mean, that is an absolute win. But, yeah, I completely agree with the comments here. you got to be very selective with who you're putting in there um, for, for everybody's sake. But overall, this would be a total dove. Just, just don't put him in there with anyone <laughs> currently on the roster. That helps. That, that, that's not a good thing he, at all. He cannot fight the guy to Zuckerberg's left, but yes, yeah, someone who is very inexperienced, that, that I think is a safe bet. Coming up next on TMC Sports, tragedy in the NFL world, and Russell Wilson going to reflect on the passing of his former teammate, Alex Collins. We'll hear from the Super Bowl winning quarterback next on TMC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMC Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, uh, absolutely tragic news coming out of Florida. Alex Collins, the former NFL running back, of course, he was with the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks, died Sunday night after he was involved in a motorcycle accident. He was just 28 years old, Mojo. Absolutely horrific story. Police still investigating, but we'll tell you what they have told us so far. It was about 10.20 p.m. They were in Lauderdale Lakes, and Alex was on a 2004 Suzuki motorcycle. He, uh, Mojo, and uh, again, police are still investigating, so they do not know as far as who was at fault here, if anybody was at fault. But we do know that uh, there was a woman who was driving a, a big uh, Chevrolet Suburban SUV and that she had made a turn and crossed 
into the lane where Alex Collins was driving, and he uh, sadly hit the rear passenger side of the SUV mojo and was uh, such force. Of course, remember, he's on the motorcycle. She's in the big SUV that he went through a window and actually wound up in the trunk of the SUV. The woman frantically dialed 911. Help responded quickly. Unfortunately, the uh, the collision was just too severe and nothing could be done. And uh, Alex was pronounced dead on the scene. And again, he's just 28 years old. He had uh, he had not been playing in the NFL anymore, Mojo, but he was playing with uh, the USFL most recently. You listen to everybody talk about this guy. I mean, he had some several really high-profile teammates, including Russell Wilson. Here's what Russell Wilson said. To one of my favorite teammates, you brought joy to every huddle. Keep dancing in heaven. Love you, AC. Forever missed RIP. And that's just one of many, many, many messages, Mojo. It's, you know, whenever you have a young person like this die, it's... Um, it's obviously, it's just, it's so tragic. Yeah, Babcock, uh, terrible to hear. Very, very sad news. A guy who was just living his life, who did nothing wrong, that was just out in the road, minding his own business, being safe, and tragedy just fell right on top of him. I mean, horrible to to, to hear this. And, you know, as bad as it is, I guess you can just feel a little better about the fact that how many people reached out to him, how many of his former yeah. teammates offered their condolences and the support uh, to, to his family um, that spoke so highly and positive uh, yeah. about him. It's just so terrible to see, but anytime you can have the community rally around him, uh, it just speaks volumes to who he was as a person. You know, Mojo, there was a video that RG3 posted, and uh, I've seen a lot of people sharing it online because it was uh, it was Alex doing this uh, this Irish <laughs> dance, and I don't know what it's called, but I think uh, this this probably shows the kind of guy he was. He did not take things too seriously, despite being this very big, brawny, strong NFL running back. He's just the guy who uh, who liked to have fun and he is somebody who will obviously sorely be missed. Uh, condolences to his family and friends. Hey, hold on, hold on, Vic. Come here real quick. You got to say. Who's that? Oh. <laughs> oh. Mojo, you know what time it is. It's time. For Mojo or Mo No. It's been too long. Oh, yeah, long. baby, it's back. That, of course, was the number one overall draft pick this year, Victor Wembenyama. He's uh, got a new hairdo, Mojo, courtesy of Jeremy Sohan, who, of course, teammate, who he always rocks the colorful hair. There he is. That's Jeremy. That's not Victor. Uh, now we've got two guys on the team who have got that rainbow colored hairdo, Mojo. So the question is do you like Wemby's new hairstyle? Mojo or Mono? I didn't even know it was Wemby at first. I completely didn't <laughs> I recognize know. the guy. But you know I like colors. You know I yeah. like wild looks. Yep. So Mojo is going to give this one a Mo. No, baby. A Mo. You tricked no me. little swerve for you there. Swerve. Let me tell you why. I like the look, Babcock. I, I really do. I think this is a good look. I think it's going to be great on the court. A little bit of team camaraderie here. We got multiple guys running with this look on the team. But 
I'm going to say, I think our guy missed an opportunity here. He could have done something better. I think they probably could have, like, carved Britney Spears into his scalp on the side of his head. Uh, it's just a little tribute to, to what happened previously. Uh, for that reason, I'm going to give it a mono, even though I do very much like the look. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. We've got a good one tomorrow, though. Obviously, this Michael Orr story is not going anywhere. We are actually going to talk, Mojo, and I know you know this guy some, uh, to Quentin Aaron, uh, the actor, of course, who uh, there he is with Sandra Bullock, who played Michael Orr in the movie. We've got a bunch of questions for this guy tomorrow. Uh, he was there when the movie was made. Did he meet with the Tui family? Does he know them? Does he know Michael Orr? We have a ton of questions for this guy. Also want to ask him about this push online by some crazy people to actually take away Sandra Bullock's Academy Award, her Oscar, because she played Leanne Tui, who we find out might not actually be this great person after all. So Mojo, lots of questions for Quentin Aaron, the actor tomorrow. Should be a great show. Yeah, Babcock, bringing on my buddy Quentin Aaron to talk about the world's hottest story right now. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Babcock, and say that tomorrow's show should make for the best show! Dance Tony!